Good morning, College Park Church. How many of you love the next generation, the now generation on stage leading? Amen? Woo, come on. It is exciting what's going on. How many of you have been here in the last couple weeks? Make some noise for me. Let me hear you. Has it not been like supernatural? We had four salvations. Last Sunday, we had 19 salvations. The previous Sunday before that, God is on a move. Someone shout amen. God's word is living and breathing, and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It can pierce with the bone and marrow of a man. And I like to say it this way. There's nothing God's word can't penetrate through. Uh, show of hands, how many of you have something in your life that you may... Only a supernatural work of God can make this answer that I'm praying for come to life in my life. Anybody? Amen. All right. Then you got to realize that your relationship with God is one of the most important things in your life. Someone shout, relationships, relationships. are powerful. Look to your neighbor and say, wake up, neighbor. Come on now. Say, relationships are powerful. Why are you saying that? Because who you follow determines what follows you. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty much a patent statement around this place. Show me your friends. You are a product. Amen. I heard, um, I heard on the History Channel, I was watching with my kids, I had, a, I had a rewind, play, rewind, play again. This is what one of the people from the History Channel said. Each passing day in Africa, a gazelle wakes up knowing he has to outrun. Someone shall outrun. That the, the, the gazelle wakes up knowing he has to outrun the fastest line or perish. So also the lion knows he has to outrun the slowest Lion, so he doesn't starve. In other words, you have to run faster than others in order to live life today in this world. Someone shout run. No matter how successful you think you are, the day you stop running, you die or you'll be left behind. Why? Because the platform that God uses when it comes to performing his promises in our life is people. People are our greatest resources, second only to God. God said to love him with everything, and the second commandment is just the same. Love your neighbor as But what ends up happening is sometimes is we look at life and we think that, man, he's an overnight success. Oh, she's an overnight thing. No, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Everyone needs somebody in their life. Everyone. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not about team sports. I'm about, the, I'm, about, I'm, about, I'm about the solo thing. You know, I'm not about basketball, football. I'm, I'm all about golf and tennis. Even tennis players, ask Roger Federer, ask Rafael Nadal, ask Tiger Woods. They all need a team. They might not call them teammates, but they call it something else. They call them a coach. Someone shout, I need a coach. And so God wants to coach you. And oftentimes what I've seen God do through scripture is that he will coach you through people. Amen. Amen. God used a butler to present Joseph to the Pharaoh. God used John the Baptist 
to present Jesus to Israel. God used Barnabas to present Paul to the church. God will use people to promote you. The, fact, the only reason Moses was called to lead Israel is because the Bible says that God heard the cry of the people. And if there wasn't a cry for the people, there would have been no use for Moses. So the answer to the the slavery and the bondage that Israel was experiencing through Egypt was through a person called Moses. Your miracle is wrapped up in a person. Anybody going to help me preach this morning? Some of you are like, God, can you just give me a miracle? And God says, yes, here's this person in your life. God, can, God, can, you, God, can you help me with my finances? And God, I'll give you this person to help network you to get a job. God, God, can you help me with my relationship? And God, I'll put a coach, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother in your life to raise you up to be a mother, to raise you up to be a father because you attract what you are. You don't attract what you want. Amen. And so a lot of times what God will do is that God will allow people that you find yourself in a certain place in to produce the very promises that God has placed in your heart and your life. But most people, one of the things I hear so many people talk to me about is, it's hard for me to keep going and it's hard for me to have strength. But here's the thing that you got to tell yourself. It's not about The slow and steady that wins the race. No, that's wrong. You need speed and accuracy to win the race in today's time and place. Realize life does not accommodate stagnation. We cannot be satisfied where we are because understand satisfaction without success will kill your potential. And so many people have settled too short and because you settled too short, You settle too soon. And if you settle too soon, you'll settle too small. And some of you are living life a small way. Some of you are are praying small things. Some of you are dreaming in small ways. And God wants to wake up a sleepy giant in these last days. Wake up. There is no wall that can't fall. There is no giant that will remain in God's strength. All things are possible to those who are in Christ Jesus. Someone shout, in Christ Jesus. Is anybody in Christ Jesus this morning? And if you're in Christ Jesus, that Goliath is going to fall. If you are in Christ Jesus, that impenetrable has to bow and fall and break. If you're in, but if you're by yourself, if you're isolated alone, there's no good that will come to your life. Micah 2.10 says, arise and go, for that is not your place of rest. So many of you have settled for rest when God wants you to settle for going fast. God wants you to settle in, in regards to going strong. God wants you to, in regards to getting your satisfaction in your life to produce a life of success. Luke chapter 12, verse 19 through 20 says this, I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, be merry. But God says, someone shout, but God said, But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? There are so many people looking for their investments to be the end all. So many people are looking for their money to be their end all. God says, it's you fool. Your money is not what's going to satisfy you. 
Your job is not going to be the thing that satisfies you. It's when you get connected with me and when you get connected with people, it will satisfy your soul. The day you stop reaching for God and reaching for God's people, you will start dying. The question we must ask ourselves this morning, how am I going to go faster and get stronger? Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 says this, he will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant. You have the scripture up? He will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant. But the people who know their God, anybody know their God this morning? Two people are excited for the relationship with God this morning. Does anybody know God this morning? But the people who know their God will be strong and will resist him. Resist him, meaning they will resist the enemy. How many of you have an enemy that's trying to stop you from your destiny? The Bible says, and they that know him will resist the enemy. The thing that we must understand that I love the new King James um, and the King James version when it comes to the, the people who know their God will stand firm and take action. The King James says, and they will do exploits. Someone shout exploits. Exploits mean, exploit means this. Those who know God will experience unparalleled performance or feats. It's not about just having a knowledge of God, but that knowledge of God that turns into life manifesting, manifesting out, out, outside of you. It says those who know God is essentially will have unparalleled performance in life. You will have unparalleled performance in your marriage. You will have unparalleled performance with your neighbor. You will have unparalleled performance when it, become, when it comes to being a witness for Jesus Christ in these last days. How many of you want to experience unparalleled performance? But the caveat is, but you must know him. But you must know him. The word know means this. It, it means to be cogn cognizant or aware of a fact. To possess knowledge or information that is made known. Someone shout known. Know and known are two entirely different words. Known means this. Known means to have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them. Some of us know God, but we haven't been known with him. Some of you have a form of godliness, you know the word, but there's nothing being produced out of your life in the area of power and unparalleled performance. And God's heart and desire is that you just don't know him, that the two of you will be known, that there will be a relationship that is unparalleled with every other relationship in your life. And in Genesis chapter 2, 18, it says this, it's not good that men should be alone. It's not good that man should have no one present in their life. What are you saying, Pastor Mark? This is what I'm trying to say to you. According to God, there is no way you can get stronger or go faster in accomplishing your desires or God's purposes for your life without a relationship. You can't do that. You can't fulfill that alone. 
The enemy knows if he can isolate you from meaningful relationships, he can derail you from God's purpose and destiny for your life. And so how in the world do we go about building the right relationships? There are two relationships. Someone shout two. There are two relationships we must pursue if we want to go faster and be stronger. The first relationship is this. You need, a, you need to grow a vertical relationship with our Father. The second relationship is a horizontal relationship with people. It's interesting that our relationship with God is horizontal. It's equally interesting that our horizontal relationship must be with people. And if you would mark that horizontal or vertical and horizontal, it almost represents a cross. In order to remind you, not only do you need God, but you also need people. Today is the day where the Lone Ranger spirit dies. <laughs> Today is the day where we stop making excuses where I don't need anyone. I don't need no one in my life. No, we need people. You are a product of your environment. Show me your friends. Proverbs says, if you hang out with the wise, you become wise. John 15, 5, though, um, states this, that we must understand our vertical relationship first. John 15, 5 says, without me, you can do nothing. So don't go to step two before accomplishing step one. Amen. Without God, you can do. Without God, you can do. Without God, you can do. People are the making and breaking of ministry. I've heard it said that if God wants to bless you, he will bring a person in your life. But if the enemy wants to destroy you, he will bring a person into your life. Either way, people are the most invaluable resource in our life. Because someone shout amen? amen. People matter to the fulfillment of your destiny. So much so that Ecclesiastes 4.9 says this, two are Better, someone shout better than one. Someone shout two are better than because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls, for he has not another to help him up. Notice two words. The two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if, someone shall, if they fall. If is conditional. But it goes on to say, but woe to them who is alone when he falls. When is certainty. When is certain. That if you are alone, you will fall. <laughs> it's just a matter of when that time comes. Because a one-stranded cord to run alone is called a race, but to run with God is called grace. How many of you want grace in your life? Then first run with God, but first run with God, but first run with God, and then connect to the people that God is, that is, that God is placing in your life. Can someone shout, bring them to me, Lord. But here's the thing that you must understand when it comes to one of the many principles of prayer. God's answer to your prayer is people. God's people are often the method for manufacturing miracles. Bible says in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, 30, I sought for a man. 
I sought for a man. God is looking for faith-filled men. God is looking for faith-filled women. Can God find them on the earth today? Are there any in the house this morning? Are there anybody believing, God, I'm your man. God, I'm your woman. God, I'm your person. Allow me to be able to manifest the miraculous and the cry of another person in this place. Allow me to be the answer to someone's heart that is broken, but is praying before you persistently. Let my life produce the power in someone's life today. But you understand this principle of prayer because this principle destroys pride because you realize you can't do life alone when it comes to your life. As long as you deal life alone, pride will always have root. Pride will always have pride. And pride will always make a way for the enemy to be able to control your life. You cannot succeed alone. A valuable coach is the key to reproach. When God needed a man to intervene, he sent Jesus. And this is so important. I pray you get this within your soul this morning. Hell's greatest fear. Someone shout, hell's greatest fear. Hell's greatest fear is not you speaking in tongues. Hell's greatest fear is not you just snotting and crying out the altar, which all that stuff is good and important and valuable in your, in your relationship and growth with the Lord. Amen, right? But hell's greatest fear is covenant relationship. When you are connected to the right person. And all the married people said, mm. I didn't say, say, mm, I said, mm, just say, mm. And all the married people, and all the married people said, mm, because that could either be, that could either mean good or bad. <laughs> mm. Why? Because you're connected to the wrong person. Stats show it, right? Outside the faith, marriages are up to 60 to 70 percent in divorce, end up, 60, 60 to 70 percent of marriages end up in divorce. In the church today, people of faith, 40 to 50% of marriages are ending up in divorce. Why? Because they are not taking the time to connect to the right person. We live in a time where people love a, love a wedding more than they love a marriage. They look at other people's life and how they're living like, wow, look at, the, look at the posts that they put on Facebook. Wow, look at the pictures, man, that someone took and put on Instagram. How many of you know that that, that, that came at a price? I heard someone recently, they spent $60,000 on their wedding. $60,000. Someone shout, wow. <laughs> and then, but their marriage is in total conflict right now. Total conflict. And I asked them, how much have you invested in your marriage? How much? They looked at me like, like what, what, are you what are you talking about? Invest in my marriage. Have you at least bought a book about marriage? Have you at least been, on, been to a conference about marriage? Have you at least paid somebody to counsel you on your marriage? I never thought of that. That's exactly why you're in the mess you're in, because you're living life alone. And like the Bible says, a one-stranded cord is what? Someone shout, relationships are powerful but you need to get the vertical one right and you need to understand the power of the horizontal ones that God wants to place in your life. This is how powerful relationships are. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse six says this. Now we command you brothers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you keep away from any brother who was walking in idleness, not walking in adultery, not walking addicted to pornography, walking a life that is idle before God and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. We commit. It wasn't a, just a principle that just meditate on this. Think about this. This is an option for your life. He says, brothers, this is a command. Someone shout a command. 
Keep away from anyone who lives an idle life. Don't connect with anybody who is lazy with their walk with the Lord. Don't, don't, don't bind yourself. Don't be bound. Don't be known. Have a relationship with someone. Well, Pastor Mark, aren't we supposed to seek and save that which is lost? Aren't we supposed to go to the lost? Yeah, yeah, it's okay to witness with them. It's not okay to have a long-term relationship with them. I'll pat myself on. Good job preaching, preacher. Keep preaching on. And so the enemy, what he tries to do to us today, and he tries to manipulate Scripture to say, man, man, you know what? It's okay to witness to them. It's okay to have a friendship with them. It's okay to love them. But you can love people, but love them afar. Anybody know about loving people from afar? Some of you have done it with your brother and sister, mother and father, grandpa, in-laws. But some of you need to do the majority of that with your friendships. Some of you need to do the majority of that with the contacts on your cell phone, Android, or iPhone. Amen. Because the Bible says, you know what? Don't hang out with such people. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 14 says this. If any man does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person. And look how specific scripture gets. And have nothing to do with them that they may be ashamed. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want them to feel bad when I break this relationship. Oh, my goodness. God's word says do it, so they are ashamed. That don't sound like Jesus. Yeah, I know. That's why most people think that, because they don't read their Bible. <laughs> Amen. Do you want some more scripture? I got scriptures for days for this. Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Romans 16.17, I appeal, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid such people. Psalms 26.4-5, do not sit with the men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. What is a hypocrite? Someone who says they are something but live entirely different. I, Psalms 24, verse 45 says, I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. Proverbs 1.10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent with them. Proverbs 12.26, one who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. And so a friend sharpens another. Someone shot relationships are powerful. I've heard it say, you just need the pastor Mark, when it comes to growing your church, you need to have the right systems. I believe systems are important, but they're not, they're not important when it comes. It's not as important as having the right people. Because if you have the right people, or if you have the right systems being organized by the wrong people. I've, I've learned throughout life, 37 short years that I've been here on earth, crisis does not break family. Loss of connection does. Crisis does not make God afraid. Crisis does not take God by, you know, like, oh my goodness, what happened to your marriage? I'm so, I can't believe that you're dealing with so much conflict. God's like, no. Just don't, don't, don't lose connection with me. The Bible says that he is the vine and we are the branch. And anybody who abides with me will bear much fruit. 
In other words, by default, your life will change for the better if you don't lose connection. Someone shout, don't lose connection. Don't lose connection with God and don't lose connection with the right people in your life. Someone shout, show me God. The right people. Marriage is the platform, though, for covenant relationship. In fact, not only is it the platform, marriage is the most sacred thing to God. Does anybody believe that this morning? How can you say marriage is the most sacred thing to God? Because God literally calls himself the husband. And he calls us his bride. And he is coming back for a spotless, a spotless, a spotless And I wonder when he comes back, will he find that spotless bride today? I wonder, will he find a committed bride that loves him today? I wonder if there is one that realizes how powerful relationships are with God and with the right people of faith today. And who are not living life alone. No matter how powerful a car is, if you give it to someone who can drive it, it won't move. And so you can know the right verses. You can know the right covenant promises. You can quote and memorize scripture for days. But if you are not the right person, what do you mean right person? Where you have a right relationship with God first, then none of the relationship in your life will move further and become stronger because you have neglected to have him. Let me give you, are you ready for some more Bible verses in regards to this? Are you ready for, okay, no one's, one person, only Jay's ready? I got, I got you. I'm going to preach to you, Jay, because you're the only one ready in this house this morning. I'm just kidding. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 8 says this. John chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there, were, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed. And what are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? Moving on. Verse four. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water when whoever stepped in first. After the stirring of the water was made well of whoever, uh, was made well of whatever disease he had. Verse five. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for how many years? That's a lot of years. I'm 37. I got one more year to go. Hello. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Stay that. Go back to verse 6. How many of you want to be made well when it comes to your prayer request? How many of you want God to come through with your prayer request? Someone shout amen. Amen. All right. Verse 7. The sick man answered, sir, read this. I have no one. Someone shout, no one. I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. What is happening? He can't get his healing because he is doing life. Because he is doing life. And what is his answer to what he needs in order to be made well, in order for his prayer request to become manifested in his life? I need someone in my life. But go on, verse 8. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, and... So what is the first relationship you need? Your vertical relationship. But what is the second? 
horizontal. And that deals with Mark chapter two, verses one through five. Are you ready? Mark chapter two, verses, four through, verses one through five says this. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. This story is almost similar to what we just read earlier. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them. Someone shout them. Not even near the door. So it seems like, man, there's no way we're going to get answered. There's, there's, a long, there's a long line of people before us. There's no way we can get it. There's no way we can minister because there's, so, there's this long line of people already serving and volunteering. Oh, there, there's no way that we can be used by God because look at TBN and on Christian television. God's using so many people already. But wait, watch this. Next verse. Then they, someone shout they. Then they came to him, bring a paralytic who was carried by four men. Verse four. And when they, someone shout they. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they, someone shout they. They uncovered the roof where he was. So when they, someone shout they. I broken through. They, someone shout they. They let down the bed on which the paralytic the paralytic was lying. Verse five. And when Jesus saw there, someone shout there. Someone shout their faith. Someone shout their faith. Someone shout their faith. God says when he saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven. People tell me so many times, uh, who I hang out with doesn't matter. Oh, let me tell you, it does. Because if you hang out with the right people, your life can change. Your life can be healed. Your life can be restored. You can walk where you were once lame. You can jump and where you were once crippled. You can get praise in the air where you were once mute. You can be able to jump where you were once saddened and afflicted with the right people. With the right relationships in your life. Everything can shift and change your life. The success that you experience in your life is tied to the quality, so much of quality, of relationships in your life. Your success in life, it's not just tied to a cool relationship where, man, oh, man, this is, this is my best friend. What makes this person your best friend? Man, we watch Netflix all day. Really? That was, that's what makes them friends? Man, this is my best friend. Why is that your best friend? Because we grew up when we were in diapers. That, do you still wear diapers today? Like, like, answer the question. What makes this person your best friend? Is it because this person carries you to Jesus? Remember the other man who had a sickness for 38 years? Where was his mom? Where was his wife? Where were his kids? Where were his friends? That's what happens when you live a life isolated and alone with no team for all you team players or for all you solo players. That's what happens when you live life with no coach, spiritual father, spiritual mother in your life. You're wondering why you're living life so weak. You're wondering why life is falling so short. It's because you don't realize how powerful relationships are in your life. I must, let me say this scripture again, Proverbs 27, 17 in the New Living Translation. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Some of you are being sharpened because your friends are sharp. The reason why your life is dull is because you're being sharpened by dull people in your life. 
They're dull in their faith. They're dull in their love for God. They're dull in their commitment to Jesus. And you're wondering why ministry just, you get so close and yet you feel so far. Let me ask you this question this morning. Who are your friends? More importantly, who are you connected to? People say it's not what you know, but who you know. Wrong! It's who you know that makes what you know to produce results in your life today. I'm so glad you're here, Pastor Jeff, because I wouldn't be here if Pastor Jeff was a pastor of this church previously. One of my spiritual fathers. Can we just honor Pastor Jeff White and Sherry White this morning? I'm a pro- I am a product of my environment. I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't have a vertical relationship with God. And if I didn't have a horizontal relationship with that man of God, that, that, that couple of God right there. And because of that, your future, your future will change when you change your relationships. I said your future will change when you change your relationships. Your future will change when you change your relationship. Pastor Mark, you're getting on my nerves. I hope I am getting on your nerves because I want this branded and brainwashed in your mind this morning. Amen. Your future will change when you change your relationships. Luke chapter two, verse 52. Last scripture I wanna give to you this morning. Luke chapter two, verse 52. And Jesus, someone shout Jesus. The Bible literally tells us that Jesus increased while he was living life. And he increased in four areas. I want you to see this when it comes to understanding areas in your life, you need to increase as well. He increased in wisdom, stature, favor with God, and favor with men. Someone shout the four favors. Wisdom stands for mental development. Stature stands for physical development. Do you realize the container is just as important as the content? I'm gonna preach on that next week. The next one he says, favor with God, spiritual development. And the last one, favor with men, social development. This last one is where so many people fail to grow and increase in, social development. You know, the reason why we do the family picnics, I know we have, a, we have baptism coming up next month. Anybody excited for the baptism that's gonna happen in this house next month? Come on. Following baptism, we're going to have what we call our family picnic. How many of you love food? Make some noise in this house. I may say, yes, sir. <laughs> you know, Pastor Kristen, our amazing kids pastor. Can we just honor our kid children's pastor? She's amazing. She's amazing. Run, just has a great team of great people. She also um, oversees our family picnics. Why do we do the family picnics, Pastor Mark? Social development. Well, I don't need that. I don't need that. Okay, okay. You got the spiritual development wrong, all right, but you got the social development wrong. We need each other. Someone shout, I'm better? Together. You don't need to know everybody in this church. You just need to know the right people. When I'm asking you, Ava Grace, to know everybody in this church, you pretty little thing. But we're asking you to know the right people. 
as you grow a thriving relationship with God. I lied, one more verse as you stand with me this morning. John 14, 15 says this. Pastor Dylan, will you make your way up now? John 14, 15 says this. If you love me, how many people love Jesus? Hold on, y'all, lie, y'all, y'all yelled for food. You better yell for some Jesus up in this house. How many of you love Jesus? <laughs> if you love me, you will keep my commandments. What commandments are we learning today? The power of relationships. As much as you build a relationship with God, don't neglect the assembly of building relationships with each other. And not just anyone, but people who love God, people who obey God, people who love his commands, people who are are saying, you know what? Like Jamal, we're gonna be faithful to the end, amen? We're not quitting. We're not gonna back down. We have made a non-negotiable. Our faith will not break. Our body may, my feelings may, but my faith is a non-negotiable when it comes to my relationship with Jesus. I will keep this whole and I will keep this intact as I receive God's love each and every day. I'm not running a race, I'm not running alone. That's called a race. I'm running with God and I will experience what God says is grace and mercy that are new every day. With every head bowed, every eye closed. God, I thank you for your grace that we're running with this morning. I thank you for your love, Lord, that is filling us right now. God, I thank you, God, that you are instituting, God, right relationships, a right relationship with you and right relationships with others that are in love with you and that are the answer. God, I thank you, God, that you're, you're bringing a butler to present us to kings and leaders. You're gonna use people like John the Baptist who were weird and dressed weird to present Jesus to your people. You're gonna use no-name people like Barnabas to present men and women in this house to your church. You did it before and you're continually doing it again and again and again. So God, we receive the butlers and and we receive men and women of all walks of life. You speak through donkeys, we don't care how you're gonna speak into our life. And you believe God's gonna speak to you today if you believe God's gonna break the yoke of the enemy in your life in order for you to hear and see today, someone shout amen if you believe that in this house. Someone give God a praise if you believe that in this house. Somebody worship God if you believe that right now in this house, amen. Relate, someone repeat after me. Relationships are powerful. So God, I commit my life to make right relationships with you and with the people that you have ordered to be my miracle. I give you praise, glory, and honor. Can we give God praise in this house today? Amen.